0: It is. Uh, I had to look it up because I couldn't remember. Beard his. Talk Live.
1: No, not that. Oh, uh, okay. I, I knew that. I knew that much.
0: Uh, surprisingly, okay. uh, but it is episode twenty-five. Uh huh. Twenty-five. Seriously? Yeah.
1: yeah. We've done this twenty-five times. Uh-huh. Well,
0: some of us have done it twenty-five times. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Watch <laughs> uh, yourself. Then. But not all, <laughs> <laughs> us, oh, damn, yeah. not all of us. Most of us, I would say. Not all of us. Most of us. Two-thirds of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, At uh,
2: yeah, I don't think we've ever tap out at some point.
0: Yeah, I don't think we've Mm. ever had a show where there weren't at least two of us here. It's true.
2: So yeah, Uh,
0: but we prefer three.
1: Yep, Uh, we we
0: three beards, not we three kings, but we three beards. We three beards. Nobody here has a a
1: beard.
0: We (laughs) three beards are not in a car. I just I didn't didn't know where to go
1: from there. I just let it. Let it slide. Uh,
0: let let it go, man. I used to have a parody for uh, uh, We Three Kings. It was uh, We Three Kings from outer space. We Three Kings have flattened our face. That was it. That was the the whole extent of the parody. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Well, I go all or none on kings. Either everyone gets to be one, or we don't have one.
0: Yep. Fair enough. Uh, hey, you know, let's just uh, if go right, a right king, to the. Nobody's a king. Let's go right oh, to the phones. You mean just
2: keep talking till they hang up this and stuff, <laughs> and say uh,
0: "Beard Talk Live"? Who the fuck is this? Hi, this is Brian. Hey, Hi, Brian. Brian, you're live. Hey,
3: you're talking about uh, you're talking about the marijuana. Uh, personally, I think they should uh, legalize it to, up to a certain point. That way, those uh, who have uh, like chronic ailments.
2: <laughs> chronic uh,
3: ailments. <laughs> Chronic ailments that uh, like uh, to help alleviate uh, whatever pain that uh, they might have. Sure.
0: I mean, I think that it should be 100% decriminalized, not in the way that. The government uses the word decriminalize, right? Where they, when the government uses the word, generally they mean we're going to make it the lowest priority to process, but it's still technically in offense. No, no, no. I want it to be uh, completely unruled over whatsoever. Mm. That is to say, you can regulate
1: do- weed like onions.
0: Yes, right. you can do whatever you want with the plant marijuana. Would you? Do you have some land and well, you would again. like to grow some? Feel free to do so. Do you? Do you have some and you would like to eat it? Feel free to do so. Do you f- have some and wish to smoke it? Yes. Do you want to sell some to your friend? You can do that as well. I think that the government should have suppository.
1: Zero say. Ew, but well, fine.
2: I mean, <laughs> but fine, but fine, but fine. So they should be fine for using it in suppository. Mm. Fascist. <laughs> Actually, if
3: if the government wants to be a a total a-hole about the whole thing, Mm -hmm. they should uh, say, hey, we're doing this to cigarettes. Let's do the same thing to marijuana. Tax it and say it's legal. Mm.
0: It's It's about the best we can
2: expect out of them. I
0: mean, that's kind of what's happening now with, like, uh, the the pioneer states, uh, Washington and Colorado, who have recreational marijuana legalized. The problem with it, though is that taxation uh, is theft yeah that's problem number one (laughs) problem number two is when it's regulated like that what you end up with is a far less potent product for example in uh, the seattle washington area where i lived for 22 years when it was legalized uh, you could only get five or ten milligram uh dosage so in other words a uh, far less potent than what you could get if you had your medicinal card but getting your medicinal
1: half, is, half the uh the uh, strength of the can in my hand correct uh getting
0: your medicinal card for marijuana meant giving up your right to own a gun now uh, we covered uh, on free talk live earlier tonight oh, right, that Melanie. that apparently the federal court has made a decision at least in one district to say that uh The whole disarming people who are using marijuana is unconstitutional. And
1: insane when you think about it, because you can take heroin and legally carry a gun if that heroin is prescribed. I mean, it's not quite heroin. It's Oxycontin. It's freaking worse. But, oh, yeah, fentanyl is is prescribable. The only thing that isn't prescribable is specifically heroin. Beard Talk Live. Who the fuck is
0: this?
3: This is Shag.
0: Shag. What's going on?
3: Shag. Not Chad? Much. It's been a long time. Since. Oh, Chad. Wait, uh,
0: uh, how, how do you spell it, your name? Yeah, Shag. S-H-A-G. Okay. Shag. Like, oh, okay. Like Shag, yeah, British fucking. E. Yeah. British fucking. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Right, yes. Exactly. Well, hello, British yeah, fucking. Well, how
3: been a, are you? Been a, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. It's been a long time since I talked to you all.
1: Yeah, it's been like
0: five uh, minutes. <laughs> been, yeah, a time,
3: yeah. been a long time, been <laughs> no, a
1: long time, be been a long, lonely, 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 lonely. No, he, he, I, actually, minutes. wait, wait, he's right, because he said it's been a long time since he talked to us all, and I wasn't
2: on yeah, at that yeah, point. Exactly.
0: That is true.
2: That is true. <laughs> there is that.
3: Well, you're on Beard Talk Live now, Shag. What's you on know, your mind? All of you in a long, long time. Um, yeah, I mean, I know you were talking about it all. Uh, I wasn't listening, but all oh, last show free talk live about the uh the seriousness of what's going on and uh you know i understand if you don't want to talk about it anymore but no um, no
2: no no. i do i i i'm shocked that 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 people are not fitting nuclear war into every conversation like seriously it's really important that we not like i looked at this chart about uh geo geopolitical uh instability right and like we're not even close to half of 9-11 and think about this, like, mm-hmm. okay, I get that 9-11 was obviously going to cause a bunch of war in the world, Right. but the possibility of war between the United States and Russia is just, it's a completely different league of disaster yeah. than America invades a bunch of poor countries. Mm. Like, don't get me wrong, evil, terrible, it's going to mm-hmm. screw things up in the whole world, but, like, this could end it.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. – war, war between the United States and Russia is likely to be, if it happens, literally the end of the world or the end of the human race. Right,
3: yeah, and the end of the human only race. is
1: one yeah. other extinction-level risk that we're really actively facing right now. Meteor. And – no, no, a meteor, well, I mean, meteor is a possibility. Um, there, there's only one thing that we are doing okay. that could easily lead to human extinction. Outside of nuclear and war? And that is the gain of function that uh, research mm. that they're doing at Pfizer, right. where they could easily take out the entire human race by doing that.
0: Yeah, I, I believe there's been some <sighs> memes about this on the internet, but gain of function, uh, for those of you who haven't looked it up, means by bio- weapon yeah. They're looking into how to
2: make bioweapons out of mm. viruses. Well, they're not allowed to call it bioweapons. They're not allowed to call it gain of function anymore. But now they, they call, it call it directed
1: evolution. evolution.
2: Directed evolution. Jesus. Now, here's the fun part about directed That's called evolution.
1: hubris, boys and girls. Can you say hubris? hubris. Sure. I knew you could.
2: <laughs> Wait, isn't it hubris?
1: Uh, you could pronounce it how they either way.
2: It. Uh, I think it, uh, I don't know. They, they, they. Kind hubris, of went, hubris, hubris, is that? Uh, I, anyway, I've hubris, only ever heard hubris, hubris, but like hubris. Both are acceptable. <laughs> I don't but know. But here's the thing:
1: there's a lot of words that I read all the time and never hear. Horton so hears a my pronunciation is anybody's guess.
2: <laughs> what are you saying, Peekless? So they call it directed evolution, and one of the problems Misdirected with
0: directed evolution
2: right mm. well one of the problems with this though is that the solution to this disease is to implant a nanotechnology platform in in into body. you yeah and this is part of directed evolution you see yeah see i'd okay that like yeah. okay two things that people really should be fitting into most conversations because they are extinction level to kill us all yeah yeah, extinction level possibilities uh, mm-hmm. is like, something that you should be able to talk about at any point.
3: One thing I definitely find very promising is that there's a huge trend um of people, you know, steering away from mainstream media. I mean, people Yes. it's a it's, it's oh, just yeah. Thinking, finally. people are realizing the total bs that they've been fed for and so And you know what long, Joe I think Rogan...
1: is- gets way higher ratings than anything on CNN. Yeah, for sure. And and another thing that I think is driving
0: people away from mainstream television is mainstream television's attempt to launch all of these multiple independent streaming services, right? Because they saw how successful Netflix was when they launched the streaming service, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, for those folks who don't remember, Netflix, when it started, used to be based on dvds right right you mm-hmm. used to get physical things in the mail they would mail them to you you'd watch them you mail them back and then you get some more and you pay a monthly subscription fee for that which that was all,
2: uh, one of the only ways that blockbuster was staying around
0: right uh that all changed and now i don't think i mean there's probably some people who get the dvds still because they're old and in the dark ages mm-hmm. but uh for the most part everybody's migrated to streaming so now Everybody sees the success of that. And now CBS has got their own platform and Paramount's got their own platform. And so these mainstream media companies are all launching their own streaming services at, you know, 10, 20 bucks a month, whatever it is. And now you have to subscribe to 100 different ones, not 100, but, you know, multiple different ones. And by the time you subscribe to them all, you're paying more than you would pay for fucking cable anyway.
1: Well, that's what uh, NetTorrent is for. Or BitTorrent. Well, those I'm of sorry. us, those
0: of us who are pirates from back in the day, know Arrgh. know that this has been an option from the get. And if mm. you are paying for these services, why well, there's a way not to, uh, and you can still watch all of your programs. Uh, it's totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If I
1: can't get it on BitTorrent, I just don't watch it because I will not give these monsters any more of my money. There, yep. there was a there was a thing I saw on on Twitter. I don't know if it was real or not where some of the howie weird freaks were uh, were saying we're going to stop making movies until everybody gets the jab and Hi. i'm thinking oh that would be so wonderful right. because somebody new yeah. could come along and compete without all the government subsidies right. that these assholes get from the military industrial complex right. to make propaganda oh
0: independent film could have an opportunity to flourish oh, <laughs> oh what a horrible thing cool. somebody panic i'm being sarcastic of course (laughs) that would be one of the greatest things to happen and if
1: you listen to what these people say that's what they should want because they're always saying oh independent film is better well they're not going to stop working for hollywood are they no
3: they're not jeg yeah yeah yeah. um i'm definitely digging what you all are saying um you know i I do want to ask you something else before you let me go i I've been totally interested in moving up there for I don't know the past 12 to 15 years.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It just hasn't happened. Um,
2: I really well, appreciate how you all. It's not going to happen you know, unless you make all it
3: happen. <laughs> no, it's true. Absolutely. I mean, I really appreciate how you all have been, you know, proponents of and advocates for the liberty migration. I was just hoping you could basically, if if are tools that just, uh, just give me some ideas about kind of what. Uh, you know what I, I think I understand probably what motivated you to go, but what what sort of what was your reception like? What were sort of the first steps you took to establish yourself there? What what did life start to kind of look like when you got there? You know, was there you know a real embrace of the Liberty community? Um, I guess I'm just curious about about kind of what it looked like well, uh, I think when you all went up there. We all had different experiences.
0: Um,
1: we would have to go through them, you know, one at a time. Yeah, yeah I, I sure. think so. Uh, if a you want to, a
0: good, I think nobody you sure. got here before either. Yeah, I was I. I was the yeah.
1: first to arrive, so I'll be I'll be the the first to tell my story. I guess. Um, I uh, I my I first entered New Hampshire in. 2007 okay and i i know that because the uh the ron paul campaign was was going on Mm, right um and and that was a i remember that being a topic of conversation i came to pork fest um and
2: libertarians uh, being minted left and right
1: yeah and well i was already a libertarian i was not yet an anarchist i was a minarchist when i first moved here and for quite a while after i was here actually um but i i went to that and the reception was just amazing you know and it was uh it was beautiful to just be able to talk to people uh who didn't I won't say they didn't think I was crazy because, you know, they were pretty perceptive people, but uh, but they didn't think I was wrong. Um, <laughs>
0: when you showed up to New Hampshire, assumably, there were some other people who showed up around the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, did you notice anybody like having difficulty assimilating or getting, you know, getting jobs or getting, you know, grounded in some way?
1: Um, not not really, no. I okay. mean, and and there were a fair number of people came in um, about about the time I did. I actually know the day I arrived because it was February fourteenth of uh, two thousand and nine.
2: Okay. Now, at the time, so I know that now it's fairly easy in the community to pay for just about anything with gold and silver. Anyway, uh, at the time was that uh, was it just like. Every now and again, you find someone to sell it to and you use that for, for things or, or was it uh, still a matter of like, even though there were fewer people, it was easy to, uh, to purchase goods and services mm -hmm. with gold.
1: Yeah, I mean not everybody had it, but just about anybody would take it if you offered it to them uh for things cuz they wanted it, but it's awkward to trade in because mm. you know at, at this point an ounce of silver was $30 and so that's a that's a big 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 bill to break. It's it's inconvenient. Right. Um and uh you know what we really needed was uh gold back crypto. Mm, but right. uh
2: yeah, and and at this point, we also have uh, someone in the community who has like really tradable uh, quantities of silver.
1: Um, like, oh, the silverbacks uh, plus silverbacks,
2: No, because that's the well, that's the thing. Like a silverback's worth nothing in in just the silver of it. Uh, it's it's really? sort of a novelty. Yeah, uh, well, because silver is worth just this. A fraction of what gold is so having a thousandth of an ounce of silver is uh it's like two cents and yeah. it costs like you know twelve dollars to make the silverback or something
0: <laughs>
1: oh god yeah, ain't yeah. nobody but, got time for that
0: no the the silverback is a novelty just to prove that it can be done
1: okay
2: but yeah yeah he's coming he's come out with uh i think it's about four bucks worth of silver it's just these uh you know little ingots i guess so oh
1: oh you're talking about the uh the, the, the uh silver dave
2: yeah yeah Okay. Yeah. Um, so he's come out with uh, quantities that are, you know, trade-worthy. So you don't have to break down a, a $30 lump. Right, yeah. It's one of the things.
0: Uh, Shay, we've been talking quite a bit about uh, nobody's experience. Uh, did you have any questions for him?
3: Um, not that I can think of, really. I was just trying to get, like, a general impression mm-hmm. of, of how your all your experiences were. Um, well, let's, uh, let's move um, on a, to what sort of, like
2: Oh, was I here before What you? sort of hurdles you might have faced? Oh, yeah. what sort of hurdles did you face? Yeah, what sort of hurdles did you have yeah. Um,
1: I, I can't really think of any. I mean, yeah. uh, life was freaking great. I, had... know? I was happier than I'd ever been. Uh, when, <laughs>
0: when, when did you get here? Oh, geez. 2019? I
2: I think 2018. So you might have been here before me. Uh, I came right. in 2019. Uh, let's see here. Um got to think now cuz uh, i think i had heard about this in the very uh, first place uh, while trump was running so that'd be 2015 okay so oh, gosh yeah i'm i'm bad with time but i, I will uh, talk about the experience what, now one yeah. more one thing, thing i'll uh, mention i think he wants that, to know about like hurdles or yeah, what one thing was your that plan and what were the hurdles me. so like as soon as i heard about this i i went when is my lease up uh Okay, I'm heading out here as soon as possible. So, I Did you come yeah. for a visit first? No. Okay. Nothing. You're just like, "Nope, gonna do it. Here I go." It's like, "Oh, you're gathering the anarchists. Why the
0: fuck didn't anyone tell me?" Right. My my trip here was weird. I had to attempt to come here twice. Uh we covered most of this on an episode of uh uh Nobody Tells the Truth. Oh right! A uh, couple, three years ago, I guess. Now it's the Captain Kickass Origins Story episode, which okay, you can find yeah. on the on the Free Talk Live archives. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the the summary version of it. Um, I had played in bands for twenty two years in the Seattle area. Uh, my job had just laid me off. The band was sort of done you know we we'd been at it 10 years and we hadn't gotten signed or you know went on like a major tour or anything like that and so i was like well you know we put out a couple albums and a couple of eps and you know i, I you know i'm getting older i'm i'm over 40 at the time and i'm like you know i i, I think i'm going to regret not coming to new hampshire if i don't go Right, having been a fan of this program, Free Talk Live, as well as other. We'll this call is them. Beard Talk Live, actually. Well, Beard Talk Live. Uh, <laughs> yes. Before the creation of our this program. Our parent program. Our parent program, yes. Our, our sister, brother, brotherly program. I don't, whatever it is. At any rate, uh, I decided to come. I uh, was collecting unemployment. I started selling off a bunch of musical gear, and I bought a trailer, one of these white cargo trailers to tow behind my Toyota Forerunner. That I owned, and I, you know, got rid of most of the stuff that I could. Packed up everything I thought was necessary into the trailer, and I headed out in uh, 2014, uh, in March, I believe, of 2014. Uh, I got across three quarters, uh, almost the whole state of Washington, uh, before there was some uh, moisture on the road that turned to ice, uh, and I flipped my vehicle three or four times. Uh, if I had had anybody in the passenger seat, they would have been dead the way the car was crushed. Uh, the doors mm. of the trailer busted open and threw out, you know, half my shit over the side of the road on the on the interstate. Uh, some fine folks who were driving behind me saw the whole thing happen, stopped, uh, helped kick out the front window and helped me un- unlatch my seatbelt because I was literally hanging by my seatbelt because uh, the car ended up with the driver's seat towards the top. And so they helped me get out. Uh, cops showed up, of course. The irony is I got a ticket for driving with the wheels off the roadway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which, if you read that ticket, um, isn't that flying? Yes. <laughs> isn't that an FAA violation instead of a traffic? T- anyway... People keep getting
1: pregnant. Is there something in the air? Yes, your legs. (laughs) So
2: needless to say. If you had a Jetson belt and they ticketed you for it, I think they could ticket you for driving (laughs) without your wheels on the ground.
0: So car was totaled. Trailer was totaled. A bunch of my earthly belongings, you know, were strewn about. Uh, Some folks came by uh, tow truck style and, you know, helped me put what I could back into the thing. Uh, they took the, both the truck and the trailer away. I got uh, stuck at a hotel over the weekend. Uh, it was some sort of a holiday that weekend or whatever. And so I had to wait an extra day. So it was like three days that I spent in some, you know, podunk town in Eastern Washington, just outside of Spokane, uh, bleeding money by the day, you know, buying, you know, eating at restaurants and that kind of a thing. Uh, I had no support system here in New Hampshire. So I hadn't visited here. I hadn't met anybody. I didn't know anybody here. So I had no support system. and I had to make a decision. My decision was: that I'm just going to go back to Seattle, where I have a support system. Get in touch with you know my insurance company. I'd already been in touch with them a couple of times, but you know figure that all out. Wait for insurance to kick in. I was fully insured for both the trailer and my vehicle, so you know I knew that was going to come through. So I had some bureaucratic shit to deal with with my insurance company.
1: Get yourself openly libertarian t-shirts mm. and wear them on the street because you might meet you might right walk right past a free stater and not know yeah. it but if you're wearing that t-shirt he's gonna stop
0: so that's the thing i'm getting at is that i made a uh and i'm not a religious man but i made a faith based journey right i just i knew yeah. i would eventually run into some libertarians and free staters whatever i knew it was going to happen and so I just made the move as if I was moving to any other city for any other reason, right? I found a place, paid my, you know, deposit, got here. Here's the first month's rent, you know, that kind of a thing. Turned on the utility, you know, took care of all the bullshit of moving, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that was my focus, right? I started ordering new shit from Amazon because I sold a bunch of shit when I, when I sold off my shit to make sure everything could fit in the thing. So I needed new shit. First thing I ordered, was the fucking bed, Right. right. And uh, so, you know, I got new shit out of the deal, right? right. It's, is really what it boiled down to. So, more comfortable shit. My my life became better. I was paying less in rent, right? I um, I was still making the same amount of money that I was. So, I vicariously got a raise. I can afford a better lifestyle now. Uh, buy better beer, you know, stuff like that. You know, not not so much that it did allow me though to buy a house like a year later, right? Uh, my credit was built up. You know, I, I, people look at me and they and they have this vision of a guy who really has his shit together. And it's like, I kind of have my shit together. Right. I don't
1: really have you my shit together. You adult better than a lot of us. Uh,
0: <laughs> that's true. That's true. But, like, it's still not that great, yeah. right? I'm, you know, I'm I'm a few steps maybe better than, than a lot of us, but I'm not, We've like... We've
1: set the bar conveniently low for is, you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and I do appreciate that. Like, it's not a, you know, hard bar to get above. But I was able to do some things. But what actually happened is somebody that I know... Uh, was uh, a guest in studio on Free Talk Live. And I was, of course, listening every night, Mm -hmm. right, after I moved here. And I just texted the guy. I'm like, hey, did you know that I'm in Keene right now? And he's like, well, get your ass over to the studio. I'm like, I would, but I don't know where it is. Who was it?
1: Adam. (laughs) Adam Kokesh? Oh, no shit. Oh, I haven't seen Adam in a while. Yeah, he's kind of been off grid for some time. But- I, I don't blame him. He's taking a couple of felony like, arrests. Like, I didn't and- really
0: even know him very well. I had just helped him book a couple of venues when he was doing his book tour. He wrote a book while he was in jail and uh, sure, did, I, did a couple of book tours. Um, and so when he'd come through Seattle... What the fuck was it called, though? Freedom! Just called Freedom.
1: That's right. Yep. That's
0: right. So because I know venues, I played in bands and stuff like he put out a thing on like the Facebook or whatever and was like, hey, we had a venue bow out. Does anybody in Seattle know venues? And I'm like, I know venues. I can get you something. And he's like, great. And so then the next year he came around again and he just pinged me off the bat. He's like, hey, you found me a place last year. Can you find me? I'm like, sure. And so that's how I, I, I knew him. I didn't know him very well, but like he was here and I had his phone number so i'm like i texted the guy and he's like well here's the address and i'm like are you sure it's okay if i come over and and blah blah you know this kind of thing did you ask the guys he's like just fucking get over here and i'm like okay yeah. uh and uh,
1: this place is really informal so it is so really if 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 you end up in New Hampshire for some reason, business travel or, or whatever, give one of us a call. We'll, yeah. Yeah. you know, if you want to see the studio and all, we, yeah. we welcome people.
0: Or show up to one of our, like, we have a, a social event every Sunday. Yeah,
1: social Sunday. Yeah, or, uh, it's on the
0: Free Free State Project calendar, I believe, uh, that kind of a thing. So um, I, I made a faith-based journey, right? I was mm-hmm. like, I just had faith that I was going to bump into some people, some mm-hmm. free staters eventually, and I did try to go to one event. I used to have social Sundays at, at a burger place. And uh, I went on a Sunday at the appointed time, and I didn't really see anybody that was obviously, like, libertarian or crypto or whatever it was oh, at the burger place.
1: Oh, that is one place.
2: thing that, like, really fucked with me yeah, when I got here. If people are, are is encrypted,
1: that... they look a little blurry.
2: Huh? So there are so many events on this calendar that, like, there's a bunch of them that, like, they'd sort of keep them on there, but no one was fucking showing up at these things. That might have been so it. So I'm like, but is none of this real?
0: But also it might have mm. been, like, some sort of a holiday on the one day that I went and maybe there, it didn't go that day or I don't know. I, it, it
2: was it was just uh, poor decision making and management. They're like, well, you know, we, it, but it has been a tradition and people, I think people might start doing it again. And it's like, yeah. no. Yeah. No, you need to advertise what is actually fucking yeah. happening.
1: Well, that's the thing. If if something's on a calendar as a recurring event, somebody should re- be responsible for that event. And that person should always yeah. show up to that event, yeah, or have... make sure that somebody else does. Yeah. At least call the venue and say if somebody shows up, give them this phone number. You now, know, right. there should that be an not...
0: event
2: sort of champion, if you will, yeah. for every event. Yeah. You're now right. that has not happened to me in a long time. Uh, everything that's been on the on the calendar, it's actually happening. Yeah. So that's that that got corrected. But that was yeah. like that was a little terrifying. It's like, is yeah. what? Wait. Well, none of like, this real what's going on and the like, thing that
1: happens is we used to have more scheduled events because people were just getting to know each other right. but after a while you just go over to bro's house and right. you don't need to go to this particular bar at this particular time right you know so uh so i make the
0: faith-based journey you know i just happen to know somebody who's guesting and you know send the text and so i get the invite over to the studio i meet you know everybody here and uh Mr. Freeman looks at me like uh, I think it was after the show and he goes, "You look like a guy with some opinions. You ever do any radio?" And <laughs> well 3 years later here I am. So uh well. that's that's the short story. I can't say enough about uh the importance of freedom of speech, particularly in this day and age uh and you know when it becomes censored, recognizing it and quickly stamping it out. Uh, be- Not
1: the speech, the censorship.
2: Right. Mm. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Thank you for the clarification. That, <laughs> sure. Sure. That is what I meant. Uh, because right around
2: it, right around. Yeah.
0: <sighs> without the ability to speak freely and uncensored, you don't know where the assholes are. Now, assholes are subjective, mm-hmm. right? To some people, I'm the asshole, right? And because I'm on a program, a, a podcast like Beard Talk Life, um, you know. Uh, they know where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Now, as soon as somebody starts saying stuff that people don't like, and they got a show, well, then they know where they're at. As soon as you start censoring them, all of that goes underground. Yep. And now you don't know
1: where it's at. Yeah. I mean, if businesses run by racists put out no blacks allowed signs, right? A, black people would know, I'm not going to go here. That's not I'm the place to get a job. I'm going to go to the yeah. place next door where they're chill. But right. also people like me are going to see signs and say, these are not my people. These are not the people I want to be around. Right. So I'm going to go next door, too, because I know where the
2: assholes are. Right. They were of their own expense walking around with signs right on them that say, I'm a gaping dickhole. Yes. Do you know what a service to me that is? Do you know how much time and energy that's going to save me? Yeah. Yeah. And do you realize how quickly they're going to fail? I mean, come on. Get over it. No, there's only one fucking reason to censor people. It's to control their minds.
1: There was a comedian who who talked about homophobia, and he was like, why do they call it homophobia? You're not scared. You're an asshole.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and it's all phobia when like no 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 no. The beginning of wisdom mm. is to use the proper term for things. You're not scared of things that you're phobic of, and that's a complete inversion of the word. No, mm. th- you're talking about hate. Yeah, and frankly, yeah. we shouldn't get highfalutin with our hate words. Like we don't need yeah. to call it anti-Semitism. Call it what it is. It's Jew hate. Yeah. Sounds a little bit dumber, doesn't it? Yeah, it it it's yeah, it dumb. does
0: sound it certainly dumber. certainly drives the point and, home.
1: and and it doesn't, you know. Uh, but but yeah, you're you're okay. I'm a little stoned. I'm going to let you guys. Get out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't it's,
1: remember what the fuck I was going to well, say.
0: It's it's the classic. Oh,
1: I know what I was going to say. Fucking radio stations. There is absolutely no provision in the Constitution for them requiring a license to run a motherfucking radio yeah. station.
2: Yeah, it's yeah, true. Yeah.
1: yeah, the government claims to own the airwaves. Yeah. They claim to
0: own uh, all of the atmosphere. And they also claim to own outer space. I think we've talked about this before. And
1: they claim to own us. Well, they certainly. That's my biggest I, objection. I mean,
0: I would say that they not only claim, but uh, objectively prove that they own us uh repeatedly uh, whether it's uh, in the form of taxation whether it's in uh you know a bunch of armed goons breaking into the studio that we sit in uh, for well the thing is reasons. though
1: you cannot own uh another person you can pretend you do you can oppress another person but you cannot own them because ownership is a right it's a right to exclude others and you, no matter what you say you never have the right to own another human being no
0: That's but that true. doesn't prevent uh,
2: organizations like governments from owning human beings but as far as what you would want from your rights what you want from your right of owning a thing is that you can exclusively operate that thing. Like, you operate it, and you can exclude others from operating it. Right. That's what you, would, what you would want to see from having a right to do a thing. Hmm. And they sure as shit do prove that they can, and they do, operate us and exclude others from operating us. And exclude us, us being from operating others. us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, it's like I say about about fascist uh, economies. They say, well, f- fascist economies had private property ownership. Well, no, the fuck they didn't. Because if you hired a Jew in Nazi Germany, they would throw you in prison. Well, if they have a right to exclude that person from your property and you don't have a right to exclude them from your property, then they own your property. You don't. Right. Yeah, and
2: governments obviously uh, treat you. Written into the fabric of reality, there is this set of principles where if you do these evil things, it will get in your way. It will harm you. It will screw up your life for generations on generations. Now, frequently it takes a really long time for these choices to, to uh, snowball to the point that you can really see the change. But once you do, holy fuck like, yeah. what what happened in the last oh between 1860 ish when we got rid of all this and now oh well we connected the entire world uh more or less ended uh starvation throughout the globe not um, throughout
1: the globe throughout most of the globe
2: everywhere where there's not a man with a gun making it happen we solved that problem Now, sure, governments are still getting in the way of it, starving their people because it profits them to do so, both uh, politically and monetarily. So, yeah, we haven't completely solved that one except for that. Well,
0: the the problem that hasn't been solved is, is the distribution problem, right? So there's enough food on planet Earth to feed everybody. But you're right. Uh, Things get in the way of the distribution Mm -hmm. of said food, uh, i.e. governments and politics Mm -hmm. and red tape and all that kind of shit, preventing the food from reaching all of the hungry motherfuckers on the planet. Right. And so if it were not for the men with guns, these these government people uh, around the world, then yes, starvation would indeed be solved.
1: I I don't entirely agree just because food spoils – um, and you hmm. can't always you get it. The research on it, man. Economically, I, I know that we physically produce
2: enough stuff on Earth and deliver to it. feed uh, and deliver it, man. Uh, look into uh, Pinker's work. Uh, the, there's a there's a handful of uh, of intellectuals well, that have been If
1: everything we 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 produced was being delivered. And people weren't getting enough food. Then, unless you can prevent fat people from eating, uh, there's no way to get to get. Uh, if everything we produce was getting eaten, we would not be able to. Uh, uh, we would not be able to give anybody more food without producing more food. As you have it is, completely
2: lost me. I'm sorry. We got a little too circuitous here. Say it okay. Again.
1: If everything we produced mm-hmm. was being consumed by somebody, mm-hmm. then in order to be able to have some group of people consume more, yeah. there's only two choices. We right. certainly so, some so other right more. group would no, 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 have actually, to consume so no, no. less. So we're, we're,
2: we're, con- we're producing far more than we consume, yeah. Some right. of it go- a whole chunk of it goes to waste. Right. My point right. is that we are producing and delivering sufficient to everyone's needs, however... There are these violent groups, almost mm-hmm. exclusively unopposed, that get in the way of some of the people actually getting this food. Yeah, and, there's, there's just
1: the laws of economics are, are similar to the to the laws of physics in some way. Yeah, my hold on, some hold ways. on. My, my point and, back
2: on page three though is that this only happened because we got rid of slavery. Like what only happened? The fact that we have. Prosperity. More or less, yes, the okay. prosperity to the point where we have more or less eliminated hunger throughout the globe.
0: Right, and the bigger Ooh. point is freedom equals more prosperity. Uh, Absolutely. Almost every time. I, I can't think of a time in history where, like, more freedom didn't equal prosperity for humankind.
2: Right. Can you? No. Right. And, and one of the things, so uh, in Exodus especially... You see this. That Now, first off, I will point out... The in, metal band from yes, California? It, it, well, no. <laughs> uh, like, the Ten Commandments that they argue about whether or not to put on court lawns and shit, right? Yeah. So, for one thing, they keep fucking them up. The First Commandment actually starts with God telling you who it is. I am the Lord thy God who brought you out of Egypt, which is their word for the land of slavery and then just to clarify in case you didn't catch it the first time out of bondage that's how you know what good
1: is not the good kind of bondage the other
2: kind yeah exactly not the voluntary <laughs> kind the
0: involuntary that's why they
2: clarified it in egypt when you were not choosing to be bonded so yep. that's the principle right there it's what is it that brings us out of slavery that is the highest good yeah well and and capitalism uh, In
0: its pure form, not this sort of, like, like they they try to abuse the word. And by they, I mean politicians, obviously. They try to abuse the word and make it into something that's not uh, capitalism or free markets. Uh, For the first time, uh, allows human beings to gather wealth to whatever their satisfaction is, not by bludgeoning
2: other people, but by serving as property. The best and most effective way for you to help the homelessness problem is to know your community and be like, that individual right there, I care about that person. Right. And they're having a hell of a time. Yep. So let's let's Help get them. that person what they need. Like, who, do they need mentorship? Right. Do yeah. they need just like a, a a quick little boost here or there? Do they need like, education? Right. Can they develop new skills? Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Do they Which, need lunch? Yeah. Yeah. Which thing do they actually need? And, and then get that to them. That's uh. the way to do that. And that. And that ability to, like, oh, well, I don't have the skill of that, but I can see it. I have the skill to see that that's what needs to happen. And I don't know how to find it, but I'll tell people. I'll tell people, yeah, you know, I think that person would benefit from that. Right. And then Mm -hmm. that's going to get over to this person, and, like, they don't have the skill to see that. Yeah. But they're really good at, at, well, I can talk to this person, this person, this person about it. And then you find the person who actually has the thing that you're looking for. They get connected to the person who needs it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And- Lewis C.K. made a, made a really neat because there's so much envy that, that in, in in the whole socialist mindset. And and so I was surprised to hear this from Lewis C.K., but I think it might have been in a movie. I don't know where it comes to, but he's with a couple of kids and he's like giving them ice cream or something. Mm-hmm. And w- one of them looks at her looks at her brother's bowl and says, well, why'd he get more? That's not fair. And and I think he was a bigger boy. But anyway, the the uh, the character who's playing, I assume her father uh, says, well, you know, life isn't fair and you should never look, look at your neighbor's bowl except to see if they have enough. You should never look to see if they have more than you do. Right. You know, that's great.
0: Yeah, that's
2: fantastic. Yeah, yeah. No, well, that's a great illustration. Well, and that's—do mm. you look with the eyes of love or the eyes of jealousy? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: And love, again, in the words of the of the prophet Robert Heinlein, love is that state where the well being of another becomes essential to your own. You're not. Well, unless they are well, that's when you yeah. love a person. Well, how do you make yourself happy when when you love somebody, you make them happy because you have to because if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy yeah and,
0: <laughs> and i I've spoke about this before, but
1: help and I'm nobody, and I want to be happy
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to be happy uh. Uh, I've spoke about this before, and that is helping others improves your life mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, right? I I can't tell you by by what m- magic this occurs, but that's the only <laughs> the way. most
1: common way is give them a job <laughs> or okay. teach them to do a job. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Like you know, I've been looking, uh, and and I've got at least one one potential. You know, I need I need help at Cell Four One One, so I want to find somebody who wants to learn to code but can't because the people who can code they're all busy, right okay but yeah. there are people out there not doing anything who might or are working in a gas station that you know i i can say look i need things done like the web page fixed that i don't have fucking time or energy to do because i'm writing code that you can't write right okay so uh you know i will direct you to the resources that will tell you how to fix these things. And I'll answer your questions and I'll, and I'll, and I'll help you out. And when your code doesn't work, I'll look at it and I'll, and I'll help you not only learn how to fix it, but more importantly, how to figure out how to fix it. Because frankly, in my professional life, Like, I've had, like, five jobs where it's been they wanted me to to write some code in a a particular language to interact with something. I didn't know that language.
2: Yeah. But what did I do? I I fucking learned enough of it to do the job. Right. $400 will make you a millionaire in tomorrow's world. That's where we're at now. But you have to be brave If you pick the right coin. Well, I mean, sure, there's a bit of that to it. There's there's a bit of that but like it's not that hard even if you just pick the the big famous one you'll be able to move it out of there by the time something else is be, is becoming more important. Hmm. So but it, it's you have to be bold enough to do that to learn how this thing works while it's still being developed uh, for ease of access. True. Or you can wait and it will become less and less volatile. And then it'll be easier for people to hold on to it for use I, instead of holding on to I it keep, for savings.
0: I keep having this feeling that it's it's generational. Right? I keep having this feeling that that, you know, I'm fifty, right? So I keep having this feeling that I'm not really gonna see adoption until I'm seventy. Right, and I mean like full on adoption, where almost everywhere you go, you can spend, and it'll take, and that kind of thing. And I say that because I I just envision people, even my age, uh, at age seventy, going, I never understood that Bitcoin thing anyway. Like like people with old people with email. Right. Yeah. Like I, I never understood that email. That's just way too techy for me. Right. You know, mm-hmm. we're gonna have people, you know, that are my age, gonna be saying, mm-hmm. I never understood that. Bitcoin and every
1: generation crap. will have something in that category. And well,
0: and I just feel like, and I don't, I don't want it to be this way. I want. The current generation, the old people, you know, if you're 50, 60 years old, I want you people to enjoy and reap the rewards of using a currency that does not promote war, a currency that does not promote violence in any way, shape or form, a currency that is not based on coercion. Right. The ability to transact with people in an honest way that doesn't involve somebody Mm -hmm. else taking a part of it, keeping a big chunk of it for themselves and using it for
2: shit that you never agreed to. Well, I hate to tell you, Captain, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And that's not 100% true because practically nothing is that isn't categorical. But, like, when you're older, it's harder to learn new things. It's harder to have that plastic neurosystem that can wrap itself around all these new ideas I know, I know. and yeah. change and move. Like, literally, I'm, I'm convinced that's why you die is because at a certain point, your body stops being able to sufficiently adapt that's it. Now there's reasons for this and you know things get like harder to move around so it's harder to to adapt that. But the point is you come to a point where you just can't adapt and then you die. And the things older fall you apart, are the
1: center the, cannot hold.
2: Yeah, the closer it's, it's you weird. are to having greater and greater difficulty adapting to newer and newer things. And one thing to take into mind is that like this shit is accelerating its accelerations. I mean, how many different things do we have going on that would be a movie of their own? Oh, We've yeah. got the questionable programmability of the the new R- mRNA shots. We've got AI developing. We've got, you know, potential nuclear war. We've got the Bitcoin thing going. We've got
0: space travel.
2: Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, and and companies are now launching billionaires into space. I forgot because yeah. so much shit is happening. Yeah. So and like fuck
1: Bill Gates.
2: Yeah, well. But that's the thing. So that uh, it's going to be really hard for most of those people to experience the prosperity that is available. And that sucks. Yeah. But I mean, they're also choosing not to stop watching CNN. Like, I can't even so, tell you. We were talking earlier. They have
1: stop, stopped watching CNN, except for the geriatric community. Well. I we, mean, people are... are run, Joe Rogan yeah. has, has a bigger market share than, like, CNN, MSNBC, and dream. Fox yeah. News
2: combined. Yeah.
0: I don't know about combined but he certainly has a larger impact than uh, any other uh, person- media personality.
2: There so, yeah. there are multiple podcasts of talking about Joe Rogan's I podcast, know. like if you want to, that would a not cottage be industry. surprised yeah. if there is a podcast where they talk about the podcasts <laughs> that talk, talk about, about yeah. Joe Rogan's <laughs> podcast. That would not surprise me at this point.
0: So I can't even tell you, having worked in uh, technology, right, either tech support or software QA or whatever it is. Um, or telephony for that matter, uh, how many people, when I was first getting into cryptocurrency, Bitcoin specifically, because it was the only thing that was that existed, uh, when I was first getting into it, I told so many people about it. And you know me, I'm kind of evangelical when it comes to, I'm like, have you heard of this new thing? And like, you know, I put on a pretty good pitch. People seem to believe what I fucking say.
2: And so I told so many people and like, I think two people listened. Organizations, much like organisms, have a survival instinct, and the ones that don't go extinct. It's very simple. It's natural selections real, okay? So an organization, in wanting to keep itself alive, okay, well, the organizations known as governments, they stay alive by at this point by being able to print the currency right it used to be by taxation well, no, but people hate being taxed it's, it's so not they found just a way that. to tax without no, letting in them fact
0: out. i i posit that the printing of the currency is secondary to what governments are really good at which is bullshitting people
2: well you have to bullshit mm. them in order for them to take up a, a currency that you can print right and so well bullshit and
0: threaten and and this is where the social engineering comes in right so so the threat part is sort of you know, people don't see that. It's a little off off their radar, off their screen. They only see it if they do something the the state doesn't like. Then they see the enforcement part, right, and the evil that it is. But mm-hmm. before before any kind of but enforcement happens— But they also have happens,
1: their power taken away so they can't fight back after that.
0: Right. So, so before any of the violence happens, the government first bullshits everybody through mm-hmm. propaganda. This is the social engineering part. This is what I think governments are most powerful at, is social engineering—
2: populations of humans well mm-hmm. the the thing that distinguishes them as governments is that they have sufficiently bullshit their population into the idea that they can be evil and it's good that they can initiate violence right. and it's moral right mm-hmm. that when they threaten it is for the good of all mankind right as opposed to when anyone else threatens right when you go if you just try and do like a man on
0: the street thing, you're undercover or covert and you just go to maybe you travel to a town you've never been before and, you know, sit in a bar and just talk to people, right? Talk to random strangers or whatever. If you do that and you just bring up Bitcoin, right? The stuff you hear is nothing like the conversations we have. The stuff you hear is like, oh, yeah, yeah, but I don't want to get in trouble with the law or, oh, yeah, that's used by a bunch of criminals or, right, uh, the the bullshit that they throw. Like thrown, the dollar isn't. Right. The, the dollar bull-
1: is issued by criminals.
0: But, but they've figured out how to make people believe that cryptocurrency is as, if not more evil. In fact, they, they've gotten people to believe that cryptocurrency is more evil than the state-based currency. Via social – via bullshit, via social engineering, mm-hmm. via lies, via propaganda. Absolutely.
1: Nonviolence is worse than violence. In this Power case. Hard to believe. In this case, <laughs> yes. So but they manage it.
0: So secondary to them manufacturing money out of thin air,
3: mm-hmm.
0: right? That's, that's the second problem in my mind. The first problem is how powerful they are at convincing people what they believe is fact.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, which Absolutely. is why you need separation of school and state. Absolutely,
2: you do. Well, that, uh, and church
1: and state for that well, matter,
2: yeah. and money and state. Well, and that's Everything. money. Is- and and that is one of the white pills of the modern age: is that people are leaving public school in droves here, especially, uh, and that people are leaving television in droves. Yeah, because mm-hmm. those are like that's the 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 planting of the seed. And the watering of it, right? So they plant these ideas in our mind when it is, uh, you know, still malleable, when the, the soil is fresh. They plant that seed nice and deep, and then it hardens over, but they keep watering it with the propaganda of the news. Yes. Watching the television broadcast, the one-way stream of information from authoritative sources—the right. mind control of it all. Really? Pfizer
1: documents drop. Look, a balloon.
2: Right. Right. <laughs> right, 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 right. And people are leaving this. They are abandoning the uh, first and foremost. They're abandoning the the updating of their of their propagandistic programming, and especially now after they've literally like had their first glimpse of what they were exposing their children to by sending them off to these camps. I wonder
0: if uh, one of the things that I was not alive for that uh, I'm I'm 100% certain happened was uh, the U.S. government uh, putting uh, Japanese Americans in internment camps during World War II. Mm -hmm. I'm 100% certain of that. Uh, I I have a friend of mine uh, whose father was put into the internment camp. So, like, it's anecdotal, but whatever. Uh, you know, and if you look at what's written about it, I kind of feel like the whole, uh, like the lockdowns and the 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 science of of the COVID and all the Fauci bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in 30 years from now, right? There's going to be people who are like, yeah, you know, I mean, I can't believe they let that happen. Right. Just like we're like, I can't believe like they let people put Japanese Americans in internment camps. Right.
2: This this is one of the things that I long. But what I'm saying is I I don't want
0: that to be the case. Mm. I don't want it to be the case that people look back and go, how could they have let that happen with nothing having changed? Like we Uh... know we know that the U.S. government did put Japanese Americans in internment camps. Has anything changed for the better since then? Thanks and peace.